welcome to the Daily Quran for Friday, February 1st, 2019. I'm Stephen Tolton, and today I want to talk a little bit about professional development for the software developer. When you're a working software developer, you learn pretty quickly that this is a discipline that changes a lot. And every professional discipline changes. There's always something new to learn. But software development, I believe, is one of those disciplines that changes way faster than most. So you're going to, early on in your career, uh, find yourself needing to learn new stuff, no matter what you do. And so how do you go about doing that? And there's different strategies and techniques. One thing to realize is there's different things you need to, to know, in my opinion, to evolve and adapt as a software developer. There's foundational concepts that are about uh, maybe computer science, uh, how computers work, how software is built, uh, general concepts that are implemented in different ways, different languages like modular you know, development practices, you know, how do you break up a problem into smaller units? These are things that are discussed in many different books and places, and they're open for debate in some respects, like, you know, what are best practices and all that. But when you actually go to write code, the particular environment you're working in, the software development language, you know, the operating system, etc., it's going to have opinions about how to do this because somebody had to make a decision when they invented it. So so you're going to have to work within those constraints. So I think it's good to understand those concepts, though, so you can recognize them wherever you go in your career and whatever system you're looking at. And so for that, that those kinds of things, you might have learned a lot of that in school. There's also some books. I'll have a list of some possible books you might want to look at for foundational information. And besides foundational information about software development practices, uh, you also need to understand how to get along with people, how to get along, how to how to manage a project, maybe how to get along with your teammates. As you evolve in your career, your career, you may move on from being a uh, developer, just as one one developer among many, working on a small part of a project, into a team lead, maybe into a manager of an entire team or multiple teams. You may be uh, more in user interface design versus software design, and you may want to be uh, focused on slightly different concepts over there. So you want to look at different material for that. Uh, and it's uh, it's important that you understand the foundations, but it's not absolutely required in order to make progress early on. So let me explain. I, I uh, help I run the Side Project Saturday event with Philly Coca. So I encounter a lot of new developers or new um new entrants into the iOS developer community. And a lot of these uh these new people, they're not necessarily experienced developers or they're fresh out of school or they had a degree that wasn't software related or even if they did, they just have never done anything like the software development involved in building an entire app. Uh, maybe they went through an undergrad program, they graduated, and they were they can write code, but they they never really wrote a large application on their own, especially one that has a user interface involved, you know, like a touchscreen and everything. So maybe they didn't do a lot of that or any of that. 
So they need to they understand how to how to do that. Often it'll be people who are who are not from a software development background or a very limited one. So they weren't exposed to a lot of computer science topics. They weren't exposed to a lot of industry concepts about the process of software development, which you know can end up going into uh, a rabbit hole of debating about how you should do things uh, or what process you should use to develop software in a team environment or a corporate environment or by yourself, etc. And uh, and I don't want to discourage people from uh, making progress and building something because I think the most important thing to do is to just build something, just ship it, work on something, and you can learn a lot of this foundational stuff later because the truth is uh, when you actually go to build something, the foundational concepts, at least around computer science concepts, about how computers work, how programming languages work, how you break down problems, etc., that's going to be baked into the languages and frameworks you're using. Assumptions are going to be made about how you should do things, and different languages have different opinions, as it were, about this, because the creators of those languages and those frameworks, those operating systems, those devices, they made decisions when they created the environment that you, the software developer, will use to create software. And so if you learn the frameworks, the languages, etc., to build an actual product, you will actually learn a lot of these concepts. You may not be able to name them you know, properly, but you will start to pick up these concepts. So that is, uh, I think, a good gateway if you don't have a lot of formal background in the computer science concepts just to build something and then you'll start learning some of the stuff and then you can refer to more of the foundational texts if you want and then you'll be able to recognize those abstract concepts in the concrete examples you worked on and in order to in order to uh to do this quickly i think one of the the best ways of learning if you're a new person to a field or to an area is uh, tutorials, uh, tutorial-based learning. Uh, it means that I think you should either go through a book, for instance, something like Hacking with Swift, if you wanted to learn Swift and iOS development. Uh, we've used that book in our book club in Philicoca before, to great success. But uh, a book like that is a series of tutorials that build on each other. And they leave you with functioning software along the way. So you get a positive feedback loop of success, and that can keep you going because software is very complicated, and it is very easy to become frustrated and discouraged, especially when you're learning something brand new that you, you don't have a lot of familiarity with. It can just be uh, feel like an endless slog of just overwhelming amount of information. The thing to remember is you're never going to know everything. You're never going to understand everything, even within a somewhat narrow field. Like you're never going to be an expert in iOS on all the frameworks. There's just too many of them and they change every year to some degree or another. But if you go through like a tutorial based program, you will be able to, if it's well designed, you'll be able to build up a understanding of how to work in that system. And kind of through osmosis, you're going to understand a lot of concepts and uh, it kind of depends on where the emphasis is on these different, these different um, particular, you know, examples, but you're going to end up with working software at the end, and that's the important thing. And then you're going to be able to take those skills and make your own project, for instance. Um, 
it's in the within the same frameworks. And so that's a great way to get started. And I'll put a link uh, here to like hacking with Swift because I think that's a wonderful example. And he has a lot of books, but I think that's a wonderful example of how to to to, to do tortera. Tor oh my goodness, I think that's a great way to do um, tutorial based learning. So what if you're kind of already an established in your already establishing a career and you just need to kind of brush up on some things that are tangentially related or maybe just an update to your particular discipline? There's several different things you can do. I still think the tutorial based stuff can work, but sometimes you just need like a quick refresher or you already know a language well, you just need to know the differences. Well, uh, that's where you can just go to the official documentation often for something like Swift and you can just see what changed between versions. If you know it well enough, that might be enough for you. One area I ha I've used successfully is on is online video courses. Uh, usually, I just jump in or out of them. Like I've used Plural Site most recently, but there's a whole bunch of these. You'll see them advertised on YouTube a lot. For instance, you go in there, you can just take like a an online course, and you have lectures and and examples. But what's nice with software development when you're trying to learn something, it's nice to see someone doing it you know, executing the code, see the actual code, see what it looks like when it runs. But I think videos can be very useful for that. One of the best video resources I actually pay money for is NS Screencast, and that's for iOS development specifically. But uh, I really like that because they're bite-sized videos. So for me, as a working iOS developer, it's nice to just tune into that every once in a while, check out some, some new bite-sized videos. I can learn something real quick, uh, absorb it at least somewhat so so I have an idea of, I want to use it next time. I, I can remember. I was like, oh yeah, I saw that on NS Screencast, and yeah, yeah. What's where is it in the documentation? I can go find it and move on. But I like that. Uh, another thing was recommended to me if you're interested in iOS was a YouTube channel. But let's build that app. I mean, YouTube has videos and channels for everything, right? So even software development. And I personally haven't watched a lot of the Let's Build That App videos, but there are channels devoted to all kinds of software development um, concepts. So you can always check out YouTube, and that stuff will be free which is a big advantage. So what if you actually want to get a handle on more of the foundations? Maybe, you, you know, you feel like you haven't been there. That's where I think a lot of really good books come to mind. I'm going to put a link in here to a really old list at this point on the Coding Horror blog. It's recommended reading for developers. But the thing about these books, and I've, I've read or perused several of these books, is that they're kind of evergreen books because they talk about concepts that you're going to encounter regardless of programming language or, or you know, task. And they're just good, uh, excellent foundational books to read. And there's a whole bunch of these lists out there. You can Google and find them. You can find them uh, written in specific languages or frameworks, if that makes sense. Like you can find a whole list of books that are written in Swift, for instance. Uh, and that can help. If, if the books that are, you want to learn the foundational concepts from are written in a language you understand, that's one less thing you need to grasp in order to understand the point is the more foundational stuff plus uh, in software development one thing that new people especially focus a lot on and, and miss is they focus a lot on software development and they miss the fact that most of software development is not the coding it's everything else around that it's the whole process around that it's dealing with people it's figuring out what it is you're trying to build for one thing it's that iterative process of delivering something to some people and then getting feedback and incorporating that feedback back into your development and doing this over and over and over again until you have a product that is shippable. It's 
uh, a whole bunch of management of of you know things like uh, of ideas and abstractions it's a lot of thinking and then it's a lot of debugging after you write some code but the actual part of writing code is the minority part of your time as a working professional and in fact i think that's kind of how it should be you should be um spending more of your time on designing the appropriate software and the specific abstractions and all and less time actually just physically implementing them so because that way if you thought through the the if you thought through things early on it will just be relatively straightforward to implement things so i uh, i think for me books are good for that kind of uh larger concept like a book that i'm reading this weekend it's called a philosophy of software design by john Austerhout. i may have mispronounced that but it's only in paper form which i thought was kind of ironic <laughs> It's only a paper book, even though it's about software, you know, software design. But uh, I haven't read it yet, but it, it had software design and philosophy in the name. And so I really like that. I like philosophy. I like software development. So I thought it'd be good to check out. Maybe I'll do a little book review on this podcast in the future. But so so you as a professional software developer, you're maybe doing some tutorials and you're doing some side projects to learn new stuff. Maybe you're checking out some videos on Pluralsight or somewhere else. YouTube, you're reading some books from various recommendation lists. This is great. Uh, but fundamentally, I think the thing that will separate you more than anything else, in my opinion, is if you become an active member in your community. And for me, that means uh, joining Philly Coca Heads years ago. I, several years ago, I joined them. Uh, I was already a working iOS developer, but I hadn't actually gone to any of the meetings or anything like that. And But by becoming part of that community, I eventually became uh, one of the leadership of the community, took over one of the core events we run, Side Project Saturday, which exposed me to some of the best developers in the city through this group and through this particular event. Uh, it allows me to practice my public speaking and practice my explanation skills and it allows me to be exposed to a variety of problems and software issues and people in that I would not otherwise be exposed to. So going to meetup.com and just looking for the various meetups in your area about your particular discipline or about an area of software development you're interested in and then just going to some of those meetups that can really change the trajectory of your career. I know people that have met through you know these these types of meetups and then they end up forming businesses together or they work on projects together they they end up on each other's podcasts they you know they they learn from each other they help each other out and you know we can accomplish a lot together versus just all by our lonesomes and it's just a lot of fun too you meet really interesting people and you can be exposed to uh, a lot of uh, concepts you might not otherwise in your day job, because let's be honest, most of our programming-related day jobs are not super interesting all the time. So uh, these meetups are a great outlet for more creative expression and, uh, frankly, for good networking opportunities too. And make friends if you want to go that if you want to do that as well. So I highly recommend going to meetup and do, and doing that if you put in the effort to become like an active member of your community, maybe do some talks, maybe just 
just show up at these meetups and participate in social hours or, you know, uh, come to something like Side Project Saturday and, and ask questions or help others debug or things like that, you're, you're going to learn a lot more and you're going to be uh, a minority in the overall discipline that you're a member of because uh, the vast majority of people working developers for whatever reason just aren't really active in that community also get great recommendations for books and other learning materials that we may have we discussed earlier you can get good recommendations from people in these meetups people who are working in the field either you're in now that you're trying to get better at or the field that you're trying to get into there's already people working there they've already had a lot of a variety of experiences and different skill levels and who better to ask than working professionals about what you uh, should do and most important thing is don't uh, feel overwhelmed and just try out different things not every methodology for learning something new is going to work for every person so if one way of learning doesn't work for you, try something else. Software development is a lot of fun. Uh, and part of the reason why is it's such an expansive field. There's opportunities everywhere. If you don't like one, one type of development or one type of even company, but you, you, know, you can always move to another one. You can do a different kind of development. You can do some other tangentially related task too. Like you're... you're your options are rather endless, and you can jump around throughout your career. You don't have to feel like you're stuck because you can always learn something new. You can always build something on your own. Uh, there's just a lot of opportunities. And so don't be afraid to try new things and explore because that's what it's all about. So I guess I'll leave you with that for this Friday. Go forth and learn new things, build new stuff, and have fun doing it. And I will see you next week.